Hey, Nicole. Oh, you're not beating me, are you? No, it's time. It's time, Nicole. I'm ready. Are you ready? (laughs) I'm never ready for what is about to happen. I don't know that our listeners are ready. (laughs) I'm going to submit to the process anyway. Thank you. I appreciate you humouring me. Are you ready then? Yes. Why did Snoop Dogg need an an umbrella? Nearly stuffed it. I'm already nervous about why Snoop Dogg needed an umbrella. Faux drizzle. Welcome to the Tradies and Business Podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Righto, listeners, I don't think we can get any further (laughs) at the bottom of the barrel than today's today's TIB joke. (laughs) That was actually pretty good, Coxie. Oh, drizzle. Oh, drizzle. (laughs) My wife will not let me, well... She yeah. she cracks it whenever I uh, try and do the faux shizzle thing. She says I'm not allowed to try and be a white rapper. Okay, so well, yeah, and um, <laughs> we do that a lot here in our house. We we because I like to make my children cringe. I'm that mother that likes to make oh, her children yes. cringe. You must yes, be good at it because you make me cringe too. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, fortunately, each one of them have that one special friend who puts up with my rubbish and is quite happy to laugh at my silly jokes. And they miss me when they don't get to see me for a long period of time. So they will occasionally drop around. We have one one of the boys' friends will drop around with a bunch of flowers or a bottle of wine or a nice little gift to say, hi, miss you, haven't seen you for a while. It's very sweet. Um so I can't be too bad with all my cringe. At least I make them laugh. <laughs> As a white rapper, I make a great podcaster. You really Although I do. was I was freestyling with my ten and a half year old daughter in the car recently when I was dropping her back to her <laughs> mum's place. Uh, really can't see that from either of you. As a matter of fact, I know. I know. <laughs> well. Um, my daughter's on the spectrum for listeners who don't know that. It's not it's not sort of common knowledge, but um, she has an amazing memory and creativity is not necessarily something that's in her wheelhouse uh, based on her particular traits. And I'm probably not the best with that sort of stuff either. I'm very, very precise and, and uh, have an awesome memory, but... Uh, Somehow we were just busting some rhymes, Coxie, just driving along uh, down here in Tassie. And my daughter has taken to a bit of beatboxing as well, which is just doing my head in. And she's doing the hand movements and stuff. It's like, I can't even make the mouth sounds, but she actually does a pretty good job of it for a 10 and a half year old. It's impressive. We did. We had this conversation the other day and I revealed that one of my boys um, had periods of obsession of all sorts of things. I think this is probably pretty typical for kids. One of his periods of obsession was beatboxing. He got really good at it. It was really quite fun. I thought that eventually he might be a beatboxer. Fortunately, he did give it up at some point. But <laughs> I, 
I do um, remember that that phase quite well, and I can't say that I ever dipped into the beatboxing to join him. No. No, I did a bit of Tibetan throat singing to impress oh, my God. daughter, but she just thought that was weird. <laughs> oh, it is weird. Oh, man, you're going to fill the cringy role really well. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm already, I'm acing it. She was just, my daughter tried it and made herself cough like she had COVID. <laughs> Speaking of which. And there you go, Coxie. Listeners, mm-hmm. I've just opened the door and Coxie has just come through with her entourage. The segue it's to COVID. Let's talk about COVID. Let's talk about Let's COVID, baby. Let's talk about the big dirty sea. It's, <laughs> it's been a long time since we've talked about COVID, but it seems to be particularly prevalent in the conversations we're having of late. So we decided it was time just to talk about it again. Oof, it's the elephant in the room, Nicole. Well, it's not see-through and it's very large, so I think it's just time that we put it on the table. It's a bit icky, isn't it? It's causing all sorts of drama with staff shortages. We're we're actually doing some work today in the driveway. We couldn't get deliveries because our timber supplier didn't have staff to do the delivery, didn't have staff to pack the order. Um, We had to go and pick it up, which anyway... But that's what COVID's currently doing now as we settle into this new way of living. Is it a new way of living? I'm on a more normal way of living um, and just live with this. But with some of those exclusion rules, it's creating a lot of problems for our workforce. I think um, I've, I've heard it described in many ways and probably the best way is it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> Yes, it really is. It's just a monumental pain in the backside. And it's, I don't think it actually, well, in our circles, it probably doesn't get talked about a lot. I think a lot of us still have a bit of a hangover from the last couple of years where talking about COVID was a taboo, you know, that invited, you know, angry mobs with pitchforks coming around to your house uh, if you dared speak one way or the other about the big C and what was going on and where you stood on the issue and how you were handling it. Whereas now it seems to be everyone's got it. And if they haven't got it, they know someone who has got it. And Mm. even the initial impacts, I think it's just, as you said, Nick, I think it's becoming more mm, accepted. I think we're just getting used to the fact that it's a thing and you get it and then you're stuck in your house for a week. and the thing that hasn't changed is how disruptive it is to business. Hugely so. Then, you know, whether it be that team aren't able to join us or whether it be that there are material shortages or we can't even actually go and do the work because clients have it. You know, it's just disrupting the way we work day to day, left, right and centre as we work through the process. And I find it really interesting. I thought when I, I guess, we were looking forward around some restrictions being lifted, et cetera, I thought there would sort of be zones or or states or suburbs that would begin to work through the process of this isolation at various points. But it's not. It seems to be everywhere. Everyone that you were talking to last night, we had a members um, catch up for our gentleman and you were reporting back to me this morning and letting me know that, you know, most of the people on the call have either currently got it, had it, or have a team member that has it. You know, there's a real disruption even in our broad group that's all over Australia and New Zealand. So it's just something I think that we need to learn to continue to live with. 
It is mm. here. It's not changing. Some rules around um, the whole isolation, staying away is changing, which is going to make some of what we do a little bit easier. And people are still going to get sick and have to be away for a period of time. So I think it's time just to accelerate maybe some of that acceptance around the current situation and look towards, well, what can we do with the time that we have available? So, Nick, it's interesting because this is not the first time business owners have had to deal with disruptions to business. No, it's not. (laughs) Not even close. Uh, I guess COVID has been bigger, longer, harder, stronger. Jeez, sounds like a description I'd like to have for myself. But um, (laughs) because I'm a small man. Anyway, I don't know where you were going with that. But um, COVID definitely has been a much greater duration and this is just going to keep getting worse, isn't it? Um, And... uh, (laughs) <laughs> bigger impact. It is Friday as we record this, so we're probably a bit off the wall at the moment. Um, but we have had disruption before and people get sick all the time. It's It actually used to bug the, the crap out of me as an employer when I had, so the biggest team I had was, an, I think it was 12 staff in one of my businesses. And the number of people who were away sick it just <laughs> did my head in. I know people get sick, but it's like, how are you all getting so sick so often with the flu and gastro and someone had come back from Bali and came back with Bali belly and somebody else broke their leg and, you know, and then the kids were sick because school went back and it all went through the house and it just seemed to be this never-ending cycle of sick leave. So I feel mm. like we've had things like this before it just looked different and i i sometimes feel like that's a part of the challenge for people is it's different to what we've seen before so we don't feel equipped to deal with it and we don't actually adapt to these new situations quick enough we spend probably and and i guess this is a bit blunt listeners we spend too much time whinging about it and complaining and sitting in victimhood and not enough time actually looking at problem solving and accepting what's happening uh, and making, well, making the most of the situation. And I want to share a story that really sums that up, Nick. Coming in with a sledgehammer. (laughs) (laughs) I I think for me it's about the, um, it's not, it's it's the width of the changes. It's not like... Um, we're dealing just with the continuation of one similar thing happening. It's the width of the changes that I feel has become super challenging. It's the, the the lockdowns and the restrictions and you can't go here or you can't go there and now your team can't do this or they can't do that. And that's having a knock-on effect left, right and centre, whereas ordinarily I think because things like flu or, or gastro or, or other illnesses pass through a workplace um, it, we, we tend to be able to move through that knowing that there's an end date. Whereas with what we've been going through these last few years, it just feels never ending. So I really understand everybody feeling 
um, exhausted, fatigued, falling into that space of victimhood and blame and I've had enough rather than looking to, well, what can I do with this time? So I said, I, as much as you've come in with a sledgehammer, I'll come in with a cuddle this time and say, I think it's common. I understand it completely. I know you and I have even battled with this at times. What I do see though is resilience in business owners creating change and creating opportunity within some of these challenging times and I think that's where some fantastic results are coming through now. Okay, so I was a bit judgy and self-righteous in my comments earlier. I'll acknowledge that. I wasn't going to go that far. (laughs) Um, And I'll put my hand up, Nick, as you've, you've just mentioned. I have whinged like stink about... A little bit. Thank you. About all of this in the last two and a half years for various reasons. And I still, the the reason we do this podcast is to help you listening to this, to think a little differently, act a little differently and get some different Mm. results. So the, the motivation behind me being a bit judgy and coming in with the sledgehammer is to maybe knock you onto a different way of thinking. So if you feel, if you felt a little um, aggression towards me with my comment just earlier that you spent too much time being a victim and whinging about it and, you know, carrying on about COVID this and COVID that and externalising what's going on with your life, um, then I'm glad because I want you to think about this and I want you to think of it this way. Everyone else is doing the same thing. And if you keep doing what Mm. everybody else is doing, you're going to get the results that everybody else is getting. Mm -hmm. So I encourage you to take an opportunity to think a little differently about it. We have had this for a couple of years now. I do feel like it's a constantly shifting landscape. And fortunately, at the moment, as we record this episode, um, things are probably easing back a little bit from you know, government control and stuff here in Australia and certainly New Zealand as well, slowly. So there's more and more opportunities, but we're still stuck with this bloody thing of, you know, isolation and everything else when you've got a bug. Now, one of our our tradie men summed this up beautifully and it actually quite surprised me um, in the session that, as you mentioned, I I held this week. Uh, So we do a, a men's only uh, session and we have some ladies only sessions, some tradie wives sessions for our tradiepreneurs and we have some blokes only sessions. Um, and it's just, you know, different dynamic between uh, the two groups. And one of our fellas said that the best thing that had happened to him in the last two weeks was getting COVID. <laughs> the rest of us on the, the virtual beer uh, Zoom session were like, are you okay? I think it's gone to your brain, mate. <laughs> But the reason for that was he literally sat there grinning and he said, I have got through so much paperwork, I've actually got everything up to date. It's been amazing. It's what I needed to force me to sit down and get everything up to date. He was stoked. Mm. I'm not sure how long he's going to keep it up to date now that he's let loose back out onto the job site. (laughs) So hopefully we can keep that as an ongoing habit. But I just thought that was a fantastic way to choose how to see the situation. And just I think you've nailed the, the entire point there and it's about choice, isn't it? We have a choice um, as people, how we deal with this new reality. Regardless of what we think about it, we still have a choice how we react, how we think, 
what choices we can make off the back of it. And I don't have a choice uh, around what the government decides or what restrictions are in place, et cetera, et cetera. But I do have a choice about how I then deal with those choices that are made on my behalf. I do have a choice what I will do with the time that I might not be able to leave my home. I do have a choice how I then motivate my staff and what I can do for my staff around the choices that are being made for them and lead the way for them to some more positive thinking. I think the problem here is in so much of our choice being taken away from us, we tend to then fall into that opportunity to think, oh, well, it's hopeless. I can't do anything about it. Just the way it is. Where in actual fact, there's still a huge element of choice you have within this situation. Same, we've been talking in a very specific way about this for years now. Years, isn't that incredible? Mm -hmm. And saying the same thing all the way along. There is a choice here about how you react to what is happening externally because there are still choices and changes and opportunities at your feet even in the most extreme of circumstances. So there's no denying, Nick, that the last couple of years has been a little bit chaotic when it a comes little. to running a trade business. Nice segue, think, Warwick. What's going now on here, more ever, <laughs> Now more than ever, um, we're seeing the impacts of some of that chaos on business owners. I think, uh, you know, the initial um, shitstorm, for want of a better term, has probably uh, passed a little bit, but now we're actually seeing the fallout. And so the stress levels, the cash flow issues, and some of those things that are now starting to to appear within trade businesses and for trade business owners are a little bit worrying for us, actually. Um, yeah. Because it it won't get talked about. You know, everyone will go, "Oh, hooray! We don't have to, you know, show our green tick to go to work, and you know, we don't have to isolate if we're a close contact or whatever the, the most recent changes are." And everyone's going to go, yep, beauty, we're done. Okay, so uh, we can get on with things. But the problem is there's going to be a hangover from the last two years and we'll see that with business owners and the level of stress and chaos in their lives. So, listeners, in true Was and Nick fashion, tradies in business style, we want to support all trade business owners to do something about this. Um, we've created a challenge, which sounds a little bit scary, but it's not. We're just challenging you to do something a bit differently. And so the challenge that we've put together is to help you go from that state of chaos to being in control in your business in just 90 days, three months. And we're going to help you actually do that in, what is it, uh, two and a half hours. Yeah, but we're not going to do it all at once even because we know how <laughs> challenging it can be to turn up and stay motivated and excited and, and switch on your attention for a whole two and a half hours. What we're actually going to do is bring it to you in 30-minute sessions over five days. So there's an opportunity. We did a poll in our great big um, Get Off the Tools group on Tradies, on Facebook and in that poll, overwhelmingly, everybody said that they preferred to join us at 5 p.m. So we're running with 5 p.m. sessions from Monday the 9th of May till Friday the 13th of May at 5 p.m. each day. We'll be running a 30-minute session to bring to you our five best tips. Not only that, and I'll go into that in a moment, but our five best tips. We're going to show you how to use these tips, why you need to use them, what benefit they're going to have for your business. We're going to teach you all of that in 30 minutes a day. 
for five days. That's it. So that's where the challenge part comes in. Now, if you attend these sessions, you're going to receive over $1,000 worth of bonuses. We have $1,000 worth of bonuses to help support you make the change that we talk about. So we have some fantastic templates. We have some fantastic tools. We have some excellent uh, extra webinars that you can jump onto and watch in your own time. This extra package that we're giving you will actually create that change in your business so that you can be super impactful in 90 days and make the changes required to bring back that element of control in your business. So there you go, gang. Um, grab a grand worth of stuff, masterclasses, templates, everything, as Nick said. Um, you do need to register to participate in the challenge um, so we can send you all of the stuff that you need. Uh, easiest way to do that is to go and join the Get Off The Tools group that, that Coxie just mentioned. So head over to Facebook groups, look for Get Off The Tools, and you'll find the Get Off The Tools groups run by us here at Tradies In Business. Jump in there and we can uh, give you all of the information that you need to participate in the challenge and go from chaos to control. Sounds like a Get Smart episode, Coxie. I loved Get Smart. What was the the, the thing that used to come over the top of him? Cone called? of silence. Cone <laughs> of silence. And I love this shoe phone. I grew up wanting a shoe phone. Do you know most of our listeners are far too young to even know who we're talking about? Yeah. Max and uh, Agent 99. 99. Was- she was hot. She was hot. Max was not. Max was a goob. Max was not. And what was the boss's name, Mister? Um, um, don't know. Oh. But Heine was the big like cyborg dude. It's <laughs> <laughs> huge. All right, okay. If you're too young okay. to know who we're talking about, go and Google. Get smart. Get smart. <laughs> so get smart, tradies, and join the chaos to control challenge. Make a choice. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.